0: Due to adult content, parental discretion is advised. To begin. To begin. Are you watching closely? How to start. just I'm bored.
1: What plaything can you offer me today? In life itself, a memoir, Roger E. begins. I was born inside the movie of my life. I was born a poor black child. The visuals were before me. I was born in it, molded by it. The audio surrounded me. The plot unfolded inevitably, but not necessarily. I don't remember how I got into the movie, but it continues to entertain me. First, the frames flicker without connection.
0: We all are born with a certain package. We are who we are. Where we were born, who we were born as, how we were raised.
1: We're kind of stuck inside that person and the purpose of civilization and growth is to be able to reach out and empathize a little bit with other people and for me the movies are like a machine that generates empathy it lets you understand a little bit more
0: about different hopes aspirations dreams and fears it helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us
1: Here's the deal. Just give me the facts. Just the facts. Only the facts. Breathe. Focus. Keep it simple. No, no, no. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Welcome to Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. A podcast in which, eventually, ostensibly, at some point, we will be talking about the 2005 film, Tristram Shandy, a Cock and Bull story, one minute at a time.
0: Good Lord, what is this story all
1: about? Cock and Bull Story Here's your host, me, Robert Black. Well, we're back again, Group Nine. Say anything and Sing Streets with guest Alice Lauren. Hello, Alice. Hello. We talked a lot about say anything last time, so I'm trying to think if I have anything particular to say about it. Still, I
2: know I feel like I haven't said enough, and yet
1: there, there's <laughs> there's one thing I I love, and it's it's a it's a it's a really simple gesture. You, you talked about kicking the glass out of the way last time. Mm-hmm. But I love in this movie the, the card that he sends Diane. Oh yeah. Where it just says like, I'll always be there for you with all my love, Lloyd.
2: Dear Diane,
0: I'll always be there for you, all the love in my heart, Lloyd.
1: I think that, that might even be word for word. Yeah. And that's it. And it's just so simple and sweet and I, his two friends, his two best friends are girls also, yeah. and they love it, yeah. and think it's like the most romantic thing ever. And
0: I've never gotten a letter like this, have you? I dream about it. So what do you think? Is it, is it I think I'm... Get ready for greatness, Lloyd.
1: I don't know if I ever really thought that much of it until I watched it recently, and I'm like, no, that's actually quite, that's very nice, it's simple. I will always be there for you is a great sentiment.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly thought it was being played kind of yeah for laughs a little bit, just because I was like, oh, he's so. I in mean, my like gut reaction, just, you know, seeing that was kind of like, oh, he's kind of so dumb, you know. This oh, you sent her a letter. Oh my goodness, what is it? Mm-hmm. And it's just this, you know, little sentence.
1: Yeah, you expect the movie to be cynical about it, and it's not.
2: Right? Yeah, and I was kind of like, oh, I mean, yes, it, it is very sweet, kind of. You know, really thinking about it, but it was also kind of like, oh, he has not poor writing skills, but you know it's, it's, it's <laughs> I do not want to say that, but it's you know you know it's not like he was like, "Hey, Diane, you're great, you know <laughs> that kind of thing, but you know I you know I thought it was gonna be this big, beautiful, flowery language, you know from from, from kind of what, what I, where I felt he was going
1: I mean that'd be nice too, but i I love that it isn't mm-hmm. and that the movie doesn't care. It's just like his friends love it, she loves it later. It's great.
2: Oh, yeah, they're still kids, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. It doesn't need to be elaborate or even particularly special looking at it from outside.
2: That was all the pouring his heart out that he was going to do, yeah.
1: Comparatively, in Sing Street, it's songs and uh, like more elaborate things that are being written for a girl. Yeah. Sing Street, of course, directed and written by John Carney, who also did Once and did Begin Again. And it's a sort of semi-autobiographical story about his growing up in Dublin in the 80s when it sucked.
2: When it sucked. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. I have, I have to see Begin Again. I wonder if it's just kind of the same, I don't know.
1: It's not as much um, musical, but there is, it is about musicians.
2: But I mean, in the sense, like, I've seen once, I didn't like, I hated once, I felt <gasps> so, I hated once, I'm sorry, oh. it's so meandering. Okay.
1: We know what this episode's about now.
2: I know, now I'm cut off. <laughs> it's so meandering, it's so... Hated
1: like, once?
2: Oh, I don't like it. I mean, the the Falling Slowly, Yes. you know, pretty good song. Yeah. But like, everything else, I'm <gasps> just so, like, I don't care, I don't know what happens, I don't, I, it's just...
1: When Your Mind's Made Up is a beautiful song. <laughs>
0: you want something And you call, call Then I'll come running To fight And I'll be at your door But there's nothing Worth running when your mind's made up, when your mind's made up, there's no point trying to change it. When your mind's made up, when your mind's made up, there's no point trying to stop it. You see, it's like everyone.
1: I do oh, I I, I love Once. I love the soundtrack to the movie. I've seen the mute, the stage version yeah. twice and love yeah. the different versions of the songs there. And the, the stage version especially has one of my favorite visuals ever because they put subtitles up when she speaks, oh, yeah. I forget where she's from, She Polish, Bulgarian, I forget. I should remember this. But, um... He tells her to say something in her language and she says something and the subtitles tell you she says, I love you. And oh. then she lies and says like something about the moon or I forget what. But the subtitle tells you what she says and I'm like, yes,
2: that's, that's
1: great for a stage thing because you don't, you don't get subtitles much. You yeah. don't get hidden things that characters don't know like that.
2: But I, yeah, but I just meant that like, and it's going to be the opposite of what I'm going to say about Sing Street, I guess. Where... <laughs> You know, the plot is where the plot is so, you know, there almost, like, isn't one in a sense. And and in Sing Street, there isn't in a sort of, but, like, I don't really care. Like, and and, and that's so surprising because usually when I'm like, okay, what's going on? There's nothing happening. We're just watching stuff happen and Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. But yet watching Sing Street, I liked it better than say anything. And it just, I just didn't mind. It was so cool to see them writing songs mm-hmm. and it almost it goes on longer than you think that it's gonna yeah. go on the scene you know each scene and i'm like but i don't care this is cool this is you know i'm right here watching someone make up mm-hmm. a song watching this process. And, and they do that a
1: lot too where you hear you see him coming up with lyrics and coming up with a tune and it's not just oh these songs exist it's no they're writing these things these characters are making these things he takes lyrics from something a teacher says, uh, his art mm-hmm. teacher says something, and it, it's the central part of a song he sings later. It, it's... Stuff ties together very well. Yeah. yeah I, I, Sing Street... I mean, I love Once, also. let's mm-hmm. Put that on the record. That was on... It didn't make my top 36, but it was on my list. I think yeah. Once has been overtaken by the stage version for me. Sing Street, I haven't oh. seen the stage version. There's
2: a stage version? Because
1: oh, it's... It's still on, it's just got to Broadway and then lockdown stuff, and oh. so it, it'll just, I don't know what it's doing. They did a live performance on YouTube, I think it was on YouTube, a few months ago, where a bunch of the actors got together. They were in separate places, but were, like, singing together some of the songs, and it was great. And There's a new song called Dream For You that's in the, the stage version that is amazing, and then today I realized which characters sing it, and I got confused because I thought it meant something else. I really want to see it.
0: Sunlight streaming in every morning. Lighting all your dark corners. I will dream for you. Wonder never ending the sun. Your favorite colors, I will dream for you till you sell out magazines, riding black town limousines, till you find out nothing else is gonna do. I will stand up and sing for you. I will get in the ring for you. Until I see it all come true. I will dream for you. I will dream
1: for you. But, the movie. We're talking about the movie. <laughs> you hadn't seen it until... When you watch, you you just watched it.
2: Yeah, I hadn't seen it. I had, I i wonder. I I felt like it had come out a little bit later than 2016. I was a little surprised because I'd only heard about it when they were, you know, was like nominated for Golden Globes, and so I knew that it was a very mm-hmm. you know critically acclaimed movie. And it was one of those like in the back of my head, oh yeah, I, you know, it sounds. I love musicals. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know if it was a musical, but you know, I love musicals. I love music. I, this, this sounds cute. Sounds cool critically acclaimed i you know i love to see as many kind of oscar related i don't know if it did it get nominated for any oscars i know one or did it win a golden globe it was nominated for sure
1: um it was nominated for a golden globe and i believe it won a bafta it was not up for an oscar
2: yeah so yeah so at least i'm like okay well this sounds like a good movie so it was good to have the opportunity to sit down and watch this because it was i mean it was good It was good, and then I read your blogs, and I'm like, okay, I like it more.
1: (laughs) But yeah, it's also the movie I watched. Other than Groundhog Day, it's the movie I watched the most times for my blog, and it's because it was a very was that what year was that? It was July 2017. Oh yeah, that would do it. It was Trump just being president, and everything was starting to go poorly. And I was watching, I was deliberately watching political movies. Oh,
2: okay. That's why I was wondering why you had so much politics in your, in your head during the time.
1: Well, I got in a, I got in a bad mood about stuff and then turned on Sing Street again. Cause I had loved it when I first saw it. Yeah. And then I'm just like, I'm going to watch this again. And then I still hadn't fixed the mood completely. So I'm, I'm going to watch it again and just proceeded to watch it for, I think it was 12 days, 14 days, I forget in a row. Cause makes me happy even though it's a very like sad sort of melancholic film well you write me a
0: happy song sometime i need a laugh
1: but what if i don't feel happy
0: your problem is that you're not happy being sad but that's what love is cosmo happy sad well i think what she means is that you need to reach a place in your life where you're okay with your sadness It's pretty high-concept stuff. How old did you say she was again? Sixteen. It's monastic. She's like a monk.
2: She sounds really pretentious.
1: They're happy sad.
0: Happy sad. Yeah, how am we supposed to market that? It means we're not pop anymore. We were pop. Listen, I'm happy being anything. I just want to play music. That's fine. Be who you are and. Eh? Well, I don't know, Moya. Huh? Maybe I'm happy sad too. I don't know. What does happy sad even mean? How can we be kings? It makes no sense.
1: It means that I'm stuck in this shithole full of morons and rapists and bullies, and I'm gonna deal with it. Okay? It's just how life is. I'm gonna try and accept it. Get on with it and make some
0: art. So how does that affect that music? Positively. Right. so
2: A little bit, yeah. It's not... It's hopeful. Super bubbly. But, oh, well the 80s music is is so bubbly and, and, and fun and, and cute. And, oh, it's, love, it's
1: great, yeah. You know, yeah. Definitely. It's like one, one of the saddest things in the movie is uh, when the brothers are sitting on the stairs watching their mother on the porch. Yeah. And the older one's just explaining that she sits out there every day after work, as he reads her papers, drinks some wine while the sun goes down and then she comes inside and it's just her moment to herself that she has yeah which is nice sad but nice
0: Last little bit of salt. I and read her papers. She's always talking about going on a holiday to Spain but he never takes her. That's all she gets. And the tall tree blocks it and she comes in.
2: I wonder what she's thinking about. Yeah, yeah it, it kind of strikes both, you know, that they're, they're. I mean, both him uh, and, what What even was his real name? I, I don't want to call him Cosmo. It's so weird. Connor. Connor, that's right, Connor. And, and, and Rufina, that they both have these kind of difficult home lives or I mean at least she Mm -hmm. she she did. I know she's not around her parents but um kind of you know, watching them escape through escape to music, yeah.
1: Although she lives in a group home which in eighties Ireland is probably not a good place.
2: That too, that too, yeah. There's a lot going on besides their home lives.
1: And he goes to a boys' school, which is not a good place. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then you have Connor's (laughs) brother who's What's his, what's his name? Suddenly I'm forgetting.
1: The character's name? Who
2: looks like Chris Pratt is what I was gonna say. In my head I wanna call him Chris Pratt because they're like those d- It's
1: Jack Raynor playing Brendan.
2: Brendan's his name. Brendan, yeah, cause they're, they're such, they're such twins. Every single time he came on my screen, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I would date him.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you can now cause he was in Midsummer so more people might know who he is now.
2: Oh no, yeah, I'm not gonna see Midsummer, <laughs> no way. <laughs> No way! <laughs> that is not my type. Sing Street is my type. <laughs>
1: yeah, very different films.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Alice, uh, where can the listeners hear more from you?
2: Yeah, um, we're on hiatus right now, but I'm on the Now You've Seen It movie podcast. So I talk about movies, obviously. Um, usually with, well, always actually with with a guest who has, you know, it's, it's their first time seeing whatever movie we're going to talk about, and we get their impressions and we rate the movie. And a lot of times, it's also my my first time seeing it as well. And yeah, we just have really cool conversations. So you can find that anywhere you get your podcast, and I, I just do other podcasts other other places. You can find me on Twitter. I believe it's at Pod Socialite. Facebook is Alice Lauren.
1: Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cockbull Minute. Find more content at lemmingdrops.com.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of Amanda Mandalorian? Why would you create such an abomination? This is the weapon of a coward. The, uh past stuff that dreams are made of.
1: Cut. That's a wrap. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing. You're still here. You just don't turn it off. It's over. Go home. Go.